It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. Hope you're all doing well this Thursday afternoon. Wasn't it just gorgeous to see the sun today after what seems like weeks and weeks of rain? It lifted my heart this morning and at least with the midterm rolling on people can get out and about and enjoy the outdoors my oh my anyway the sunshine lifts all spirits doesn't it it does indeed welcome to the show this thursday afternoon great to have you with us don't forget the usual numbers if you want to pop me a line or a text or a whatsapp or whatever 086 658 is the number you need now november we're in november the very start of it is a month when people sort of get ready for the Christmas month, December. I know a lot of people chuck the beer at this time of the year, don't take a drink for the month of November to set themselves fair for the Christmas time. Other people do a little more exercise and take things on for this month, ahead of the final month of the year, which is about celebrating and enjoying uh, that time. My first guest today is in business and she has a wonderful business. It's Seaview Treatments and they're Clarheadway and she looks out over the sea there in Clarehead. It's absolutely beautiful. She's a qualified therapist in aromatherapy, reflexology, massage, Reiki and she's also uh, well up to speed in areas such as mindfulness, spiritual guidance and stress management. And I just noticed that she put up a little statement on social media to say goodbye for the month of November. Why so? Welcome to the show, Laura Collier. Hi, Jerry. Thank you for having me on the show. Not on this lovely sunny day. Yes, have you that sunshine? I can just picture you. You're beside the church, aren't you, down there in Clarehead? Yes, beside the church, uh, looking out at the sea. So uh, I can see the mountains and the sea today. So it's. Uh, it's a lovely day. It is lovely and great to hear it. So there, that's this is the scenario with you. You know, you're a businesswoman. Uh, social media is an area, of course, you uh, you're active on. Why have you taken this decision to kick it for the month? Um, well, I actually saw a post on Instagram. Um, a girl, Kira Spillane, um She has a business, Positive Perspectives, and she was taken a month off for November to do for study to do our masters mm. and that was just a trigger for me that I said oh my god I would love a month away from social media just for my own well-being and uh, yeah so I decided to put up that post um, I went off social media I use Instagram and Facebook and uh, since I've done that I've had a good few text messages from people saying that they actually were going to do the same so, so um, this yeah. is a bit of a movement that is, has started with people uh, if, there, if there are others doing it but you know on, on a serious note you know I know you have we're talking on the phone day you have your phone you have your website you have email are you happy enough to leave it be for the month because you know there's no doubt about it you generate business on social media too Oh, absolutely. I think uh, social media has a real, uh, is very positive for business. 
I just found that I was easily distracted. And for somebody that teaches mindfulness, I would go onto my phone to check something like, you know, whatever it was, or I might be replying to a text message and I'd say, oh, I'll just click into my Instagram or Facebook page. And before I know it, I'm mindlessly, mindlessly scrolling uh, through Facebook or Instagram, watching other people's lives or products that I don't need. And I just said, I want to use my time with intention and be aware of how I can use my time wisely rather than getting lost. And that is kind of what happens on social media. It's, it's, uh, and that's done through marketing and, mm. you know, we're targeted that way. So it's a bit like going into a supermarket to buy milk. And before you know it, you're in there half an hour looking at all the stuff that you don't need. Yes, um, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Uh, let me yeah. say this to you. Day three in the Big Brother house and you're off social media. How are you getting on? It's, How are you getting great. on? Are you missing it? No, not at all. I absolutely am delighted I'm off. It's a little break. Um, I just want to use that time. I, I have a book that I, I my mother always recommended to me. And I say, oh, I'm going to read that book. I sitting on my shelf, I'd say, about a year. And I said to him, I always say, oh, I haven't time to read. I'm too busy. I have my business. I have a two-year-old. And at the end of the evening, I'm tired and wrecked. And yes, I can find the time to be scrolling on social media. So it's my intention now to read that book for mm. the month of November. <laughs> well, what's the name of the book? Can you tell us? It's uh, Woodbrook, La- Wood- Woodbrook House. Okay. It's based in Leitrim. It's a, right. it's a yeah, true story about yes. a, a family in, in a big old house in mm. Leitrim. Mm. So now you're going to enjoy that with no distractions. Have you had yes. withdrawal symptoms at all? Did you feel tempted to have a peek? Well, no, but I was thinking about this. The funny thing is, um, since you contacted me, the thing I probably would have done was sent a, a message <laughs> on Instagram, I'm going to be on LMSM <laughs> for my business. Or I, I came in to your, I heard a little bit of your program yesterday about yeah. um, a father and daughter that were doing blankets for Ukraine. Yes. And I know I would have sent uh, a tagged people on my Instagram or Facebook about that. Mm. So, I, like, it's hugely beneficial to get the word out there if you have a message. Mm. And it has, I have found Instagram and social media benef- very beneficial for me yeah. in terms of getting new clients. Um, I think there is a bit of pressure on businesses, small businesses, to have as many followers as possible. Mm. And when you're a busy, you know, when you're busy, people don't always have the time to be going on to Instagram and trying to promote their business. And then they feel a little inferior, like me personally. Um, sometimes you go, oh, God, they have 20,000 followers and I have... 400 or, mm, you know. Mm. So there's, but yet it's so essential to have it as part of your business. Yes. So it's a catch-22. So you're making the case for going in when we finish this conversation and going back on social media again? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, 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 I can see the positive yes. and the negative. But you're not going to so, do that? Well, I will go back to social media on the 1st of December. Yes, yes, but um, not until then. You are going to see, oh, you're making a commitment, Laura. You are going to see this full month through. Oh, 100%. Good on yeah. you, good on you. And, you yeah. know, you know, I listen to you there and I hear all, you know, you're talking about all the benefits to you. So you're leaving something behind that is beneficial. Do you mind me asking you this? Would you spend much time, typically, in a day, you know, scrolling? Um, well, I, I have read that people, when they think they spend an hour, in actual fact, they spend double the amount of time. Yes. So I would say I spent an hour, but in actual fact, I probably spent two hours. Mm, mm, and and, and, and you, you, you're, you're right. 
yeah, you it's will find that. In and out. Yes, it's you will like find that. Yeah, 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 you will. And and I was the same. Uh, uh, Miss Evan Louise here a few weeks back with Declan Bailey, our IT guy. He just popped it on us on the air, and we checked, you know, our, our uh, t- screen time, you know, in the previous week or whatever. And it just would knock you over when you actually look at it, and when you combine everything. So look at you're, you're mm-hmm. saying goodbye for the month, and you're going to rely on those other ways that we mentioned of you know doing your actual business. You know, for somebody who is a mindfulness practitioner, Mm -hmm. which you are, which is one of the strings to your bow. Yes. Do you not? You know, I look at people, you know, first of all, if you're on a bus or a train or whatever, if you're waiting for something. Now, if you look at people walking down the street or out for walks and they're staring into this thing. And I often say, God almighty, put it aside. Yeah. You can, it, maybe they don't realise the opportunities they're missing out on. Yes. To, you know, to have a meaningful conversation maybe with the person that you're sitting beside or to actually notice um, what's outside the window or how your breath is or how your posture is. If you're on the phone, you're taking shallow breaths and you're looking downwards, straining your neck and your shoulders and you're not really, in, you're not in the present moment at mm. all. You're lost. Mm. Your mind is on whatever product you're reading about or whatever story you're reading about. Yes. And and, I, and like you said there, there are very many positives. If we could only just, Laura, control it a bit better and, you know, yeah. not go with those urges to go on when really you're only just wasting time scrolling and that, but to use it productively. And that, I suppose, is the challenge and will be for the future. Because if we all, I, I wonder about this, if most of the world are not in the present it gives opportunities, you know what I'm talking about, for other things to happen that people are not aware of. And it's a big, big issue that really is yeah. it's coming down the tracks or, or it's on the tracks at the moment. Look, mm. so so that's it. You're committed. You're staying off it for November. We're going to check in with you, by the way. Uh, this right, won't be the okay. only conversation. We'll see how you're going through the month and then we'll watch you as you return to social media yeah. as well. But in a more general sense, your business there, congratulations. I just see 22. 12 you started 10 years this year yes 10 years yeah and it's been going great and you're and a, you, most of my business has been word of mouth yes um, because I'm not you know uh, Instagram it's, it takes a lot of time to put up posts and that but um, yeah business is going well and uh, I have a two year old so I'm um, not working full time now at the moment I've I decided to be part-time stay-at-home mum so um but business is what is good yeah yeah, thank yeah. God. and how yeah. are you coping with county louth being a screen woman well i was dragged over <laughs> kicking and screaming i suppose <laughs> <laughs> and hold on a minute you're you're a farmer <laughs> if he's listening <laughs> what's what's the good man's name uh, Ray. Ah, Ray well, well done, Ray. Anyway, you have a, a wonderful mead lady now, uh, well established in County Louth and Clarehead. And of course, just to tell our listeners, you are sister of the famous football man, Mick O'Dowd, aren't you? Yes, I am. The younger sister. You're the younger sister. Good on you. I'm the younger sister. Oh, I see. It's very important, very important to get that message across. Oh, and, and as well as that, the screen women, what about the football team? Oh, they're flying. They're mm. an absolutely brilliant team. My niece is playing on the team, Amy. And uh, uh, yes, they're in a final now on the 13th of uh, November. I think it's they're playing Longf- one of the clubs in Longford. Yep. Um, they beat the Cooley team there a week or two ago. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, they're going from strength to strength. They're a great bunch of girls mm. and... Good on them, yeah. We wish them well for the final. I know you'll be cheering for for, for them from uh, from, a, from a loud vantage point. Um, anyway, no, I would cheer for Clarehead now. I have to say as well, I, yes. I'm, I'd be pretty loyal to. To, to, Good on uh, you. Head. Good on you. There you are. She's the red and black as well. That's good to hear. Yeah. Now, I have to keep everyone happy. Oh, you do. You do. You have yeah. to be political in this game, especially. Imagine us here in LMFM. Should we have to tread the borders and tread the boards carefully between the two I counties know. as well? I'm sure such historical and beautiful counties they are. So. They are indeed. 
They are indeed, yeah. and that that we live in a wonderful part of the world. Just before I let you go, I, I, I was just having a little more of a, a gander at what you do in your business there, you know, as yeah. a, a therapist. And a couple of things jumped out at me uh, that, that, that you offer. We, we've talked incessantly on this show about people who are struggling with their sleep, Laura. And you have a sound sleep treatment there. Um, I'm sure people, you know, who can't get a, a, a night of shut eye, this is something their ears must be pricked up to hear about. This sound sleep, tell me a little bit about it. Um, well, it's it's obviously best done the evening time. Yeah. But it's it's based on calming the nervous system. And again, I suppose screens are so stimulating and uh, the thoughts are coming and going and uh, people's minds are racing a lot more than they would have been in the past. So it's just a grounding treatment to calm down the nervous system. Mm. And the feedback is always that people had a great night's sleep and you can introduce then small meditations into that then that they can do at home themselves. Mm. So um, it's very uh, calming and relaxing and uh, yeah, it's good for the nervous system to slow down the mind. It works. And another one, is it Hopi, you call it a hoppy ear candling? Because this one covers off areas such as headaches, sinusitis, migraines and things like that. Uh, that one jumped out at me as well. What's that one? What, where, what's that based in? An Indian thing, is it? Yes, that's um, a, it's almost like a pipe in in shape and it draw it's a suction um, it's made of cotton but uh, it has uh, herbs and oils in it like St John's wort, lavender, chamomile and um, the the candle goes into the ear and it can draw out sometimes it draws out wax sometimes people's ears are blocked with wax and it can draw out the wax or um, it can be good for clearing the sinuses because the eustachian tube in the ear travels up around all the sinus points. Yes. Mm. So it can be hel- very helpful to clear the sinuses. It's just a very gentle yes. way mm. of um, uh, relaxing the sinuses, loosening them up yeah. or else draining wax. Well, you have lots of others as well, like the golfer's cure, mother-to-be, inner strength, etc., etc. We'll come back to those when we're talking to you next. Anyway, <laughs> check this lady out. Seaview, Seaview, Seaview Treatments. Is it .ie is the website? Uh, .com. .com, sorry. Seaviewtreatments.com. Have a look. Well worth checking out. Anyway, no and peeking. Just to say, if yeah. people are messaging me on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. I'll go back to you on the 1st of December. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very important message to get across. So, folks, no Facebook, no Instagram. She's not picking it up. And that's what I was just going to say to you. No peeking now. No peeking. Yeah. Let's let's keep this kosher for the month and, and, and see it through. Laura Collier, I wish you well. We will be back to you. Thank you so much for joining me. I've loved our conversation. Thank you. Pleasure to talk to you. You too. Take Thank care now. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's lovely. Laura Collier there. Off social media for the month of November. Everybody's been talking about the bounty, the little uh, tiny bounty being taken out of the celebrations. Uh, celebrations do nothing for me, to be honest with you. And I, I, I'd rather the roses. Yeah, roses are my thing. What do you think? Celebrations against roses. I just look at the the celebrations and what's in there. But when you look at the roses, the golden barrel, the caramel, the country fudge, the hazel and caramel. Mind you, I love that one, but I eat everything around the hazel nut and spit it out then. I'm not mad about the hazel whirl. Love the strawberry dream and the tangy orange cream. And of course, the signature truffle. It's roses all the way for me. What do you think, folks? Roses, roses. As against celebrations, what's yours? What do you prefer? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And I've often <laughs> taken the caramel and chocolate round that little hazelnut in the middle and given the nut to somebody else <laughs> who loves hazelnuts. I just cleaned it for them. It's just manners, isn't it, to do something like that? Roses all the way for GK. What about you? 086-1800-658. I don't mind what they do at the bounty or anything else in the celebrations. 
I'll be celebrating with me box of roses. Hello to you, Helen and Sunny Trim, this afternoon, as you call it. Oh, the sunshine is just great, isn't it? After the last while, I'm repeating myself again. No, no, Jerry, quality street for me. Now you're making me crave them, says Helen. And Margaret and Laura are quality street women as well. But Maureen and Mary are with me. They love the roses. They absolutely love them, they say. I think they're the nicest. Quality Street, yeah, too. Uh, the celebrations, you know, they're taking the bounty out. Who cares? Um, there's nobody for celebrations at the minute. Maybe we're all in different camps here this afternoon. 86 658 if you care to get in touch with us on the show. Welcome to the show if you're just joining us wherever you are this afternoon and be it on the radio or on the app. Don't forget the LMFM app. Download it or you can listen live anywhere in the world online lmfm.ie and talking about anywhere in the world we're certainly going international now on late lunch because I have a young man joining me his name is Neil O'Sullivan he's a freelance broadcaster from County Kerry and he's been to Taiwan recently and you know Taiwan and the northeast there is a big connection especially with the county of Meath and we're going to find out all about it now Neil welcome to the show uh, thank you very much, Jerry. Great to be here. What took you to Taiwan? Um, actually, uh, I've been going to Taiwan for, for many years, uh, mostly for work. I, I lived there between uh, 2018 and 2019, but um, obviously during COVID, uh, travel was restricted. But uh, recently they opened up again, and uh, I was fortunate to go back uh, in August, uh, partly for a business trip and partly just to kind of revisit old friends and things back there. Mm, it lives in the shadow. Show you, it's in the news nearly daily at the minute. Living in the shadow of China, who are saber rattling and really say, you know, you belong to us. Do you get that uh, feeling of tension when you're there on the ground at the minute? Uh, actually, uh, no, you don't. I mean, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It makes it that the news is full of it. But uh, when you're on the ground, I think it, it's like one of those things that's been going on for a long time. Um, and on the ground, people have become somewhat desensitized to it, even though, of course, the Nancy Pelosi visit uh, back in the beginning of August uh, kind of re-escalated everything again. And since then, I think there's been a bit more of that saber rattling and um, grey warfare by by the Chinese Communist Party, and also like a lot of cyber attacks. Uh, there, you know, there was a recent report by that uh, US TV network CBS. They have that 60 Minutes program. They basically said that now China is launching up to 20 million cyber attacks a day on Taiwan on their infrastructure systems, on personal and social media accounts, and you know, just trying to push propaganda. And, and and cause disruption. So um, it's definitely feeling a bit more on the ground. But uh, overall, if you, when you walk the streets or go out in the countryside, you know it's it's fairly relaxed, and, and people aren't talking about it too much. It's interesting what you say. There are different ways of waging war today without dropping a missile. Uh, unfortunately, what's happening in in Ukraine is the, the total opposite, where there is terrible terrible events going on there and a loss of life. But coming back to Taiwan. A good friend of mine, Eamon Sheridan, Father Eamon Sheridan, uh, spent quite a bit of time in Taiwan out there and he, um, I've interviewed him here on the show and spoken to him privately as well. He said it was an amazing country in that you couldn't really fathom the amount of people that live there. There's just very little, what would you say, rural space, a place you can get away from others. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, it's a small island, you know, by, by Irish standards. It's about half the size of Ireland or a little less, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a population of about 24 million people. And, you know, it's not a very flat island. Uh, it's, it's got a mountainous ridge down the center of it because it sits on the edge of the Pacific. So it's right there on those tectonic plates. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's been pushed up as, as, as the tectonic plates have, have pushed together over thousands of thousands a year so it's not very flat but they they do have you know very nice scenery and mountains there um so yeah so it's but it's the cities are pretty crowded i mean yeah. the main city is taipei in the north 
Um, but still, um, I, I think uh, a lot of people that go there and visit, it, it draws you back. The people are incredibly friendly, welcoming and humble. It's a very safe place. I mean, it's it's one of those places like you can walk from one end of Taipei to the other any hour of the day or night, and it's it's totally safe. Um, and I, I think all, all the people, Irish people I met there would say the same, men mm. and women alike. You know, mm. it's incredibly safe. So it, it, it's it, it, an incredibly welcoming place, and uh, a lot of people who go there with the intention of a visit or even just, you know, staying for a year, end up, you, 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 yes. a lot of them, will, they'll, they'll stay five, ten, more years, you know, mm. it, it draws them in and they don't want to leave. Yeah, I have to say, like yourself, you had a great love for the place and always will have. Now, let's come to this connection uh, with the northeast from Taiwan, because you met uh, people involved with Taiwan Celts GAA Club, and one of its founders uh, was a lad called Derek Brady from Bohermine, who unfortunately lost his life in Taiwan back in uh, October of 1996. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to the Taiwan Celts, uh, basically a group of Irish people and local Taiwanese and, and some other foreigners as well in Taiwan. It was founded in uh, 1995, um, and they meet um, they meet twice a week for training uh, in, in the rugby fields near Taipei City. So I tracked them down and I went there to talk to them um, uh, on uh, one Tuesday night, um, and uh, you know I spoke. To a number of people. One of the people I spoke to was a guy called Chris Walsh from uh, Newport County Mayo, and he told me, "Yeah, the, cl- the club was founded in '95. It was a group of FOSS graduates who came over from Ireland, and they set up the first Asia GA club there in Taiwan. And one of those founders uh, was a guy by the name of Derek Brady, who came from Boerhaven in County Meath. And uh, Derek and his friends set up this club. And in fact, you know, they, they fought they, in." Over a bit of time, they, they met people, Irish people from other countries in, in the Asian region, and they suggested, you know, why don't we set up other GA clubs in like Japan, Korea, mainland China, Malaysia, and so on. And, and that happened. And so now um, you have about uh, 60 or more of these teams, GA teams in various Asian countries around that region. And you know, they, they get together every week and train, and then they all come together once a year for an Asia GAA League. And they did that. When I met the Taiwan Celts, that's what they, they were training actively for this uh, this uh, league that was in Kuala Lumpur this year, and it was it took place there on October eighth and ninth. And uh, they they were training to be ready for that. They were fielding uh, a men's team and I think a women's team as well, and. Um, they were they were anxiously uh, preparing for that. But all, the, the club, as I said, was founded by Derek, who came from Bohemian in County Meath, and um, they you know they told me that they 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 still think of him and like they would they, they had a plan to basically commemorate the 25th anniversary of of the founding of the club uh, in 2020, and they were planning to come to Ireland. But because of the COVID pandemic, that wasn't possible. But they were still taking time out to think about him and, and commemorate his memory. Uh, at the at the, that uh, Gaelic Games in Kuala Lumpur this year, and they still plan to to bring a team to Ireland either next year or the year after, uh, hopefully to Bohemian uh, in, in County back in County Meath, and and basically have a have a few games there uh, with with the local teams and and celebrate his memory and his great legacy. That is fantastic to hear because he was only a young man starting out in life, 22 years of age, a graduate of DCU and he was working with Acer Computers in Taipei, as you said at the time, and he was struck by a car as he crossed the street and the driver failed to stop. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad, a very sad yes. story. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the great thing is he leaves a great legacy because yes. actually, and it's more, it's it's really important, I mean, that he did this because unfortunately, you know, there's no official Irish government office in Taiwan. There's like no embassy or no trade office. We even don't have a presence in the EU trade office there. So really, this GA team, they're our ambassadors. They're the ambassadors for Ireland in Taiwan. So I think, you know, big credit to Derek. 
Derek and the other people that founded that club, they're really representing Ireland and uh, in Taiwan. And, you know, they also started that great uh, proliferation of, of the Irish, uh, of, of Ireland, uh, through those other Asian countries, through the GAA. Um, and, you know, the people I spoke to... Um, they, they tell you of the great pride they feel. Like one girl, um, Rebecca Nugent, who comes from Kildare, uh, she was telling me the pride she feels when she like goes to that Asian Games in Kuala Lumpur and you see uh, somebody soloing a ball up the field, you know, mm-hmm. in Kuala Lumpur, and, 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 and the pride she feels and the connection with home um, to see the, the, the Irish Games being played in, in a foreign country yes. like that. Um, so it's a big thing. It's a big thing yeah. for Irish people who are away from home out there it certainly is and it 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 is as you say testament to Derek and and his uh, being there at the start of this when you think of it how it's mushroomed and grown all over Asia the other thing is I noticed that you spoke to other people from uh, a guy there Ling from Chile uh, Prentice from Hong Kong there are many uh, locals if you like to say over there who are now playing Gaelic games Absolutely, and and particularly so in Taiwan. I think, you know, there may be more Irish people in the other, like Hong Kong and uh, mainland China and so on, but in Taiwan it's a smaller Irish community and therefore they rely on other nationalities uh, and uh, draw them in to to, to play the Irish games. And many of them, like Prentice from Hong Kong, he never heard about Irish football before, but he, you know, he was delighted to get involved with this group and play the Gaelic football. And he said, I said, you know, wh- how, why do you like it? And he said, he really loves the excitement around it. And he really loves the teamwork. He said, you know, it's a game that really r- relies on good teamwork. And he really likes that and appreciates that. And the same with Ling, who's, who's from Chile. Again, she loves the camaraderie, the crack. You know, she, you, you have these foreigners picking up all these, uh, the Irish lingo. And, uh, it, it, you know, it, they, they enjoy that, uh, the relaxed atmosphere. And, and, and of course, the exercise and and uh, camaraderie as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's great in that it, uh, it brings all these uh, other nationalities in, gives them a view of Ireland that they otherwise wouldn't have, and, you know, gets them involved with the team, and, and they play and put together a team, and they can compete then in, in these Asia leagues. You've put together a little package, I know, on this, uh, about the Taiwan Celts. Have you podcasted, or is it available anywhere? I uh, haven't podcasted yet. That's that's something I do plan to do, yes. Jerry. Um, I haven't just got around to putting the site up, but I think, uh, yeah, I've, I've tried to share it out, you know, with as many stations yes. that, that would be interested in broadcasting it because I think it's a really interesting story. And I think it's, you know, I, you know Taiwan is, is a great country, and I think it's uh, it would be great if we could have, uh, you know, good connections between Ireland and Taiwan. I think this would be, I think we would benefit as a country from that, um, you know, by learning from them and they, they, they would obviously benefit from the connection with us. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting um, uh, when you walk, you know, uh, when you walk through the supermarket, as I said, I lived in Taiwan for over a year. When you walk through the supermarkets in Taiwan, uh, one of the things that surprised me, you know, as an Irish person abroad, you're always looking for those Irish products. Like as a Kerry man, I'd, walk, <laughs> I'd always be looking for the Kerry gold. You might be looking for roses, chocolates, but I, I'd be looking for the Kerry gold butter. But uh, what I noticed walking through the supermarkets over there in Taiwan, you'd see lots of, you know, French butter or German butter or, you know, Spanish pasta. Lots of other European countries have products on the shelves there. But Ireland, there's nothing. You might see Baileys, but that's about it. There's nothing. And I think all these other, you know, there's 17 other European countries who have a presence in Taiwan through that European trade office. Mm. But Ireland, we have nothing there. You know, and I think, isn't it a shame? You know, we have such great products. We could be availing of that market there. There's 24 million people in that market and most of them are well-to-do and I'm sure they would love to know more about Ireland, buy our products and even come here to visit. And so this is one of the things I think that's great about the GA Club over there is that they're doing their bit to promote that connection and I think uh, you know I'm so happy that I can uh, support them and get the message out. Yes, I think they'll have to build a new plant, Kerrygold I'm talking about, to produce the (laughs) butter if they make the breakthrough into the Taiwanese market because they will you're right they will love it love it so much listen I may be able to help you with that podcast there leave it with me uh, and I'll be back to you on that one but look it was lovely talking to you today and you're great to remember uh, a man from the north
northeast this afternoon and we mentioned him again uh, Derek Brady who was part and parcel of uh, getting everything going over there thank you so much for joining me on the show Thank you very much, Jerry, for having me. Thank Take you. care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you are. Isn't it amazing, the uh, connections in life? That's uh, Neil O'Sullivan there, who was out in Taiwan and has a feature on the Taiwan Celts GAA Club. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. We have another O'Sullivan. It's funny, I was just looking today, only crossed uh, my mind there. Uh, we have another O'Sullivan to talk to in a wee while. Her name is Neve O'Sullivan, and she's an entrepreneur from North County, Dublin, and she's the founder of Bear Blue. You'll have to stay with us to find out what it's all about. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-five, big UK number one, top five hit in the states. The most beautiful girl in the world by the one and only Prince. Of course, it featured as my artist of the week sometime back this year. He's a talent. He was a talent and a half, wasn't he? he was indeed. Uh, Jerry, what did that lady say was good for drawing out earwax? I was talking to Laura Collier, and we touched on what she does. Top of the show. It's a thing called hoppy ear candling. It's a procedure, so it is, and uh, it works. It does what it says. It does indeed, and many other things besides. The sweet thing. Yes, there's a lot of people love the quality street. Maddie says it has to be quality street for me, Jerry. The green wrapped triangle. I absolutely love. I'd give you them all, Maddie, to be honest with you. It's one I put aside. But there you are. It's different tastes, different people. We're all different in what we like in terms of our chocolates. Anyway, I'm sticking with mine. Me box of roses. Can't beat them. The golden barrel, the caramel, oh stop! The hazel whirl, no, the hazel whirl, sorry, the hazel whirl and the roses, sorry, you can have all those as well. I don't want any of them, I don't want any of them at all. I'll even give you the hazel out of the centre of the caramel when I eat all the caramel and chocolate too. That can be yours too. Anyway, uh, Late Lunch LMFM Radio, I was mentioning a moment ago, we have another O'Sullivan with us shortly. We have indeed Neve O'Sullivan. Uh, but uh, let me mention the big games coming up in the Premier League this week. We have them here on LMFM uh, Premier League every Saturday here when it's on and on the LMFM app, lmfm.ie, powered by TalkSport. This week, Manchester City take on Fulham at three o'clock and at half past five, it's Everton up against Leicester. That's Premier League Live with Harvey Norman, your home of the big screen, the big soccer matches here on LMFM this coming week. And Spiders, I mentioned this before, just saw a little piece um, before I came down to sit in and do the show um, does killing spiders bring bad luck? Question mark. And there's a whole uh, analysis on it. It is an Irish folklore superstition, but it seems it's not just confined to Ireland as well. There are other parts of the world where people feel you should never, ever go near a spider. If you wish to live and thrive, let a spider run alive. That's the little saying today. And I know some people just can't take them whatsoever, but I- I'm like that. And I've said it to you before, I will never, ever kill a spider, ever, ever. I'll catch it and put it out in my garage or maybe in the tunnel of the greenhouse and give them a new environment, send them on holidays from the house. But I wouldn't squish a spider ever, ever, because I would feel it wouldn't bring me the best luck. And I firmly believe in that. It's one of those things that I believe in. And there's plenty of spiders about at the moment. There are little ones, big ones, huge ones too. But they'll do you no harm. There are no spiders in this country that are going to do you any harm. That's the thing about it. They just run away from you. And people say, oh, when I see them scattering away, I just can't take it. But they're afraid of you when they feel the vibration that they just go. They want to get out of the way. They have a place. They have a place. They do in this world of ours. Uh, Don't kill them. Catch them and let them go and send them on their way. But don't kill them, please. You see that? It's not just Ireland. It's other places in the world, too. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Pfizer are trialling a combined COVID flu vaccine at the moment. So there you are. You could have both in the one jab instead of having to uh, get two. I've had my flu. I have to go now and uh, get the other one shortly for sure. But that's uh, just news emerging this afternoon. Now we move on on the show. Listen to this. This astounded me, to be honest with you. The cosmetic industry currently generates around 120 billion units of plastic packaging every year. 
And the sad part is the bulk of it is never repurposed. It just, it astounds me, those figures. But with this in mind, a young woman from NCD, North County Dublin, the University of NCD, has set up a business and she wants to rail against that statistic. I'm delighted to say hello to Neve O'Sullivan from Bear Blue this afternoon. Hello, Neve. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show. Tell our listeners first off about you and, and your background in this area. Sure. So um, years ago, I trained as a beauty therapist and I have always been a cosmetic junkie. I love trying like loads of different products. I've always been interested in like ingredients and yeah, I've always been one of those people that just constantly buys the new uh, cosmetics that are coming out. But I started to get into eco-friendly living probably about four years ago. Um, I was unemployed at the time and looking for a new job and I was filling my days with uh, listening to podcasts and watching documentaries on Netflix and YouTube all about um, the climate crisis. And I started to realise that my values like as now I was much more aware of the environment and all the waste that I was contributing to I just no longer it didn't align with my values anymore to be constantly consuming all these products and it really grinded my gears with how much plastic I was using and how much plastic I was putting in the bin just in my bathroom alone and like aside from everything else in your household And I tried to look for where could I still buy all these beauty products, but buy them plastic free. And it was really, really hard to actually find that. And I found places that did have options. They might have had like one shampoo or they might have one face cream. And as someone who's really into cosmetics and has the background in beauty therapy, that just frustrated me. And that's kind of why I started to think about uh, setting it up as a business. And you founded Bear Blue, Ireland's first eco-friendly personal care store. Good on you. So obviously you. you saw a gap here in the market, a need, and you went after this. Tell, tell me this about what you're doing, because there's one another aspect of this that really interests me. Ton to ton. What's this programme? Because you're t- tied in with this. Yes. So ton to ton are a plastic neutralisation programme that I partner with. So... Basically, when customers place an order, they have the option to pay a certain percentage of their order, which makes it uh, plastic neutral. So it's based on if the, the weight of the products the customer is ordering and how far their delivery is going from where I have my products to their delivery mm. address. That calculates, calculates an amount that they can pay. And then ton to ton are an organisation where um, they work with local communities in Vietnam and Cambodia and the local people actually collect ocean-bound plastics. So they collect these plastics and they are paid by the weight of what they collect. And then those plastics are sent to co-processing facilities where they're used in um, the building industry for... Mm. They're used as energy, basically. So it's actually helping the people in these poor communities. They're able to go and collect the plastics, bring them to ton to ton and get them weighed and then get paid for them. And then the plastics are being actually turned into energy. So it's another way of, I suppose, giving something back when people are consuming. And it's different to the kind of plant a tree because that takes years and years and years to see any benefit whereas this is actually helping with plastic that's already sitting on the shorelines and I think most of the world's plastic waste ends up in places like uh, Vietnam and Cambodia and Mm. if you see photos it's just strewn all across the shorelines So uh, that's what ton to ton is. Very good. And and it's great that this uh, you are part of this and, and vice versa. It really is. It, it, it really adds great kudos, may I say, to, to yeah. you and what you do as well. Now, come back to these products, because here's the thing. You know, I don't have to tell you, go into any supermarket tomorrow, go up the cosmetics shelves, the shampoos, all the creams and everything. And everything virtually is in plastic. So yes. how do you get around this? How do you deliver a range of products not using plastic? So most of the products, um, say when you think of your shampoo, your shower gel, about 70% of that bottle is actually water. 
So what people do who are making these more eco products, they're making the product in concentrate form. So if you have a shampoo bar or you have a solid body wash bar, it's basically all the ingredients in a really concentrated form without the water. Then when you're having your shower, you're adding the water to activate it. So there's no need for a plastic bottle in that case. That bar can come like with no packaging. Some of our suppliers send us their bars with literally no box, nothing. Some of them, it comes in a paper bag. Some comes in a small cardboard box. But the whole thing is there's no need for that water to be added and to be put into this big plastic bottle, which clutters up your shower, which has to be recycled. And most of the time, it's not recycled properly. Um, So those kinds of solid products come either in cardboard or with no outer packaging. Then we have the things like creams, um, deodorants, uh, liquid forms of hair care and they come in aluminium or glass and aluminium is the quickest uh, material to be recycled and put back on the shelves so mm. you could see something back on the shelves within four weeks so it's a really fast process you explain it so well so it is thank you yes no you do uh, because this was uh, this was something i really wanted to get to the nub of and and you can just just understand it now it is the adding of liquid that makes the volume and yet you can purchase it in different ways because you see I was in as well having a look at you and what you do and I, I marked four of them and you've just mentioned them the refillable natural deodorant Ben and Anna's yeah. toothpaste in the jar the shampoo bottle which no bottle needed it's a shampoo bar and that made me curious what what is this about so there are they're, they're there. These products are there. And what yeah, about, what about you know, quality? People will say, well, it, does it, for example, the natural deodorant? You know, you get these 24, 48-hour yeah. deodorants. I'm ashamed to say I use them myself. But anyway, <laughs> after the day I made change. What about that natural de- deodorant? How good is it? Yeah, that's a good question. So the deodorant is probably one of the harder things to switch to. But the deodorants you buy in the supermarket are usually an antiperspirant as well. So they contain... Um, mm things like aluminium, which actually basically blocks your sweat glands and stops your body from sweating, which is actually really not good for your body because you can't release the toxins. So a natural deodorant is not an antiperspirant. You will sweat, but sweat actually has no odour. So when you get an odour, that's actually the sweat on your skin mixing with bacteria on your skin. So what the deodorant does, it has ingredients like um, bamboo powder or arrowroot powder, and that helps to absorb moisture. And then there's antibacterial ingredients like um, essential oils and um, there's like natural scents added to it. So it's it's natural. It's not doing any harm to your skin. It's allowing your body to still get rid of the toxins, but uh, not to have that um, smell, I suppose. Yes. And but with the deodorant, it is a kind of longer process. There can be a bit of a transition period mm. while your body is kind of getting rid of all those toxins that have built up. But at the moment, natural deodorant is actually our best-selling product. And there's, I'm sure lots of people are familiar with wild deodorant. It's like um, a can, uh, like a metal kind of uh, cartridge and you refill your cartridge every time you run out. And that one seems to be the most popular with people. They seem to get the best results with it. But it is a bit of a trial and error type thing compared to, say, a shampoo bar, which is a much easier uh, yes. switch when you're starting out. Mm. And I, I should have mentioned as well, the other one, shower gel to soap bars as well. And you have yeah. things like Shea Wonder Cream, the avocado scrub. Oh, I'm smelling it already. I can just feel <laughs> it all around me here. so I can. But the other thing to say is, you know, listeners today are probably thinking, you're, you're talking in the context of, women, females here, Jerry, but you have a range for the boys too. We do, we do. And we actually, we have quite a few male customers now. I mean, at the start, it was a rarity and I was always delighted to see a male placing an order, but it's becoming more popular. So we have things like um, shaving, shaving cream that comes in an aluminium tin. So instead of your shaving foam in um, like a plastic bottle, um, we have uh, reusable razors, so metal razors, so you'll only have to buy the razor once in your whole life. Mm. Um, getting rid of the plastic disposables. We have men's uh, scents of deodorants. We have beard oil. We have hair and styling wax. Um, we've body wash and shampoos and things that are more kind of um, male scents, I suppose. And then all of our products are actually unisex. So some of it does just come down to whether you like a more feminine scent or whether you like a more mm. earthy scent. Um, 
but we do have probably our best sellers for men would be the razors and uh, our shaving natural shaving cream mm. and I see that uh, you're into the bamboo toothbrush as well which yeah. again uh, is moving away from the plastic look you, you, you set this up what 2020 as well yeah, you know it was a difficult time to be setting up anything <laughs> but here we are out the other side of it and you genuinely are you know hitting the spot aren't you there are more and more people coming to you all the time there's a, an awareness growing about all of this definitely it's becoming much more popular um, I get messages from people all the time saying they want to start but they don't know where to start and I always say to people start with kind of something that you already use in your routine so that you're not kind of uh, introducing a new product so like the bamboo toothbrush like you mentioned that's super easy. It functions the exact same way. It works the exact same way. Mm. There's no kind of getting used to it, but it breaks down fully within six months, whereas your plastic one never breaks down. So I always say to people when they get in touch, start with things that are really easy, like your bamboo toothbrush, your soap bar instead of your shower gel, and then your shampoo bar. Those things are really easy. And I do get people as well getting in touch saying like they're pleasantly surprised that you know they thought that a shampoo bar wouldn't clean their hair or wouldn't foam up and their hair would be greasy and I get a lot of people saying I can't believe how much better my hair feels or how much better my skin feels or that their dry skin has healed up on their body so it's it's not just about the plastics it's also about the products they contain much much better uh, quality and more natural ingredients so it's actually helping people as well, as well as just the waste they're generating. So it's there's kind of two sides to it, and it's, it's really rewarding to be doing that. I'm just hearing win, 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 win all the way <laughs> from what you're saying. I really am, you know, and, and as I say again, we got it all, and it starts with the power one. We all have a responsibility exactly. to hand this planet on to future generations. And, 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 you know, we've got to think of them and, and what a world they will have to live in. And, and this is something that I really admire. I really like this, Thank I have you. to say. I, I really, really do. And, and, and I congratulate you on it. And you, you, I mentioned that you are a, a store. but You're an online store, is that it? Yes, yeah. so we're online only at fairblue.ie. And we have loads of Christmas gifts as well. So I'm very into... Uh, kind of promoting gifting people stuff that's actually practical like I don't see anything wrong with giving somebody um, a natural toothpaste or shower gel for Christmas Mm. the products are something a bit different they're also mostly Irish made they are supporting other small Irish businesses along the chain not just Spare Blue Um, so and we also I launched my first product um, in October which is our Shea Wonder Cream so that's a multi-purpose cream made from uh, Shea Butter so it can be used as a hand cream, a foot cream, body cream, um, and I think that'll be a really popular gift this year. It certainly will, and it is a way. It, it's much more than a gift, may I say, uh, Niamh, because it's a way of introducing something quite different to people. You exactly, know, So you're yeah. giving them more than a gift. You're showing them another way of doing things as well, which is, yeah. which is simply fantastic. It, re- it really, really is. Um, you, you, are you ready for the growth? <laughs> I hope you are, because uh, you know, this, <laughs> this is going to grow and grow. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's been a challenging few years. It's mm. been great. But this year, since the cost of living crisis and everything, it's been very, very difficult. And I suppose that's one thing I would just mention to people listening. Just really, if you can, support your small local businesses this year. Like, please do, because it's really, really hard at the moment. And hopefully um, we'll be even bigger this time next year. So all going well. Yeah. And, and remember this. Uh, we've faced and uh, I'm a lot older than you crises in our lives and we've come through shocking times and always keep this in focus as well Uh, you know this time will pass as well we'll come round it's a question of digging in as you say and getting through this but I want to echo what you say as we uh, enter November now and into the Christmas please do support locals support the small businesses that are around us we've been saying this for years here because without them we will be nothing as a people we will not if we don't have our local businesses and wonderful people behind them bear blue Bearblue.ie is the Bearblue.ie is the website. I say it again. I really love what you're doing, and I wish you well for the future.
Thanks so much for having me on. Not at all. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye, Neve. That's Neve O'Sullivan there, entrepreneur and founder of Bear Blue. Bearblue.ie. Have a look at them. Have a look what she does there. She's wonderful. A young woman from North County, Dublin, making her way in challenging times. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Lewis Capaldi is my Artist of the Week this week and Laura Collier who I spoke to top of the show who's taking a break from social media well she's in good company because you see Capaldi took an extended break himself in December 2020 to work on his new album which will be released early in the new year yes it's coming out in 2023 so Lewis obviously thought social media and creativity are not bedfellows however he's back since and renowned on social media for his humorous foul-mouthed videos and postings he has a wicked tongue he really does expletives galore which he struggles to contain when being interviewed recently however it emerged that Capaldi has Tourette syndrome which may explain a lot about his mannerisms and behaviour he is a huge fan of Glasgow Celtic no doubt due to the Irish element of his DNA. And when it comes to musical influences, he cites from modern times Adele and the Kings of Leon and going back a little further, Bob Dylan and Paul McCartney as those he draws inspiration from. My song today is about the uncertainty in a relationship when one party isn't sure what they want. It was released in May 2019, reaching number four on the UK singles charts, where it remained Listen to this for 34 weeks. Yes, it's the brilliant Hold Me While You Wait. Hold me while you wait. I wish that I was good enough. If only I could wake you up. My love, my love, my love, my love. Won't you stay away? What a talent, what a talent, what a voice, what a writer, what a performer. He's simply brilliant. Lewis Capaldi, my artist of the week this week on Late Lunch. Can't wait for the new album in the new year. And remember this year, of course, he's very friendly with Niall Horn. And when the flower was on in Mullingar, who appeared in Mullingar? They were gigging around the town on the streets. Oh, it must have been sensational. Capaldi and Horn together, good buddies. And uh, he's back. Actually, he's coming back to Ireland early in the new year in concert here as well. And the clamber for tickets is just unbelievable. More about uh, Mr. Capaldi tomorrow on the show and a cracker to round off the week in terms of music. And Smith and Sons are main four dealers on the North Road in Drogheda. And they're such an established family business. And I'm sure, Nicky Smith, you've shifted a fair few Ford Fiestas in your day. Yes, indeed, Jerry. Um, Fiesta was our best seller for many a year. Um, it and the Ford Escort and then replaced by the Ford Focus. Um, they were they were our, our bread and butter sales. And um, it, you know what I mean? It was such such a successful vehicle for us. And Nicky, do you remember, I was saying there just before the break, I'm not sure if you do, but you were around the, the garage there from your in short pants. Do you remember the Mark One when it came in first in 76? I do, I do, yeah. I, and we launched it here, my, my dad, and it would have been Mark Farley, Michael Owens, Aidan O'Connor. They were the sales team at the time. And they launched it in the Old Star and Crescent, um, which was on the Fair Green, as you, you will remember. Mm. And um, to, to, to get the, the, the car in, they had to take the doors off and reassemble inside. <laughs> but that, that's exactly what they did for, for, for the launch. And then, of course, all, all our customers and, and uh, you know, motorists from Drogheda were invited. That, that, that was, that's a long time ago now. But I, I think one of the first sales was to uh, Joan Belton, which would be Giles Belton's mum. Um, I just remember that at the time I was, I was very young, but um, I, I remember her in one of the first fiestas, the yellow one, I think it was. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's a great memory, and to remember yeah. who bought the first one. And Nicky, there's no doubt about it. It was a revolution at the time in terms of the super mini car. It led the way, didn't it? In terms of across the board, all marks really. Oh, it did. It it, it was a niche below what what would have been the the, the Mark One Escort at the time. Mm. 
and um, it was ahead. It was before the Opel Corsa and the Toyota Yaris, and it was it was before all those. They all came into the market after the Fiesta. Like there's been five million Fiestas sold, um, you know, over five million between Ireland and the UK. Yeah. Um, in, in its term, you know. Mm. And seven iterations of it before it finishes up now. W- w- did you know this was coming? H- had you got the heads up to say, look, the production is going to stop in 23? Not, not, not as, as well. I mean, if you, read, if you read the writing on the wall, you can see, obviously, uh, you know, Ford have, have, to, have to start coming along with electric vehicles. And, you know, we're, we're not at the forefront that we know that. But, um, you know, by, by 2024... Uh, we, we'll have uh, nine for nine electric, all electric vehicles um, between between uh, the 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 passenger car range and the the van range, and you know that's only around the corner. Mm. And you know the reason for for the Fiesta, um, Fiesta is built in Cologne, uh, in Germany, and um, that's that's going to be the main plant between Cologne and Valencia in Spain will be the main plants in Europe for the production of Ford's electric vehicles. And um, they're, they're ceasing production so they can ramp up to produce the electric vehicle uh, uh, quicker. So we will have a replacement vehicle, yeah. which will, will be a medium-sized crossover uh, by the end of next year, by the end of 23. Mm. The Puma has really uh, found a, a, a place for itself too, isn't it? A lovely car. Fantastic car. It's built on the Fiesta platform. So, you know, we will have we will have an electric we have an electric Puma, we'll have an electric medium sized crossover, we'll have a sport crossover all electric, we have the Mustang Mach E, and then we'll have uh, five uh, commercial vehicles all all electric. Mm. So it is all heading in that direction. Is the day of the, the, the small the real small car? over, Nicky? You know, where more people are looking for maybe a little more height off the ground. Yeah. So, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And, you know, I mean, you're quite right there because that, that section, that B segment is, is, is reducing, yeah, year over year. Um, and our Fiesta sales have been as well. As, as, as the segment reduces, our sales reduce, you know. So, and, you know, there, there's more, there's more a demand for, you know, a height, heightened up vehicle like Puma, like, like Focus Active, and, you know, the, these are what we're going to have um, to, re- to replace our, our existing uh, Fiesta Focus models, you know. Yeah. You, you mentioned that's a great story about the Star and Crescent having to take yeah. the doors down yeah. and get the yeah, car right. in. Like, the- <laughs> if, you, if you ring my dad, he will give you the exact details because he would have been there at the time. Yeah. You know? and, and, you know, mention of your dad, I just want to mention before we finish, what a wonderful picture it, it surfaced again of your dad with Mr. Ford himself. When was that picture taken, Nicky? Um, let me see. I'm actually looking at it. It's, it's in my, it's on my office <laughs> wall. It, yeah, uh, yeah. What year was it? Henry Ford. Is it with Henry Ford? Henry Ford, Henry Ford and Paddy Hayes. Oh my uh, God, yes. Yeah, it's got to be in the 70s. Mm, it's a great picture. It's a yeah, great, great picture. 70s, yeah. And Anthony yeah. looking as well in it, uh, uh, as usual. There, I just saw it again. It, it surfaces from time to time, but it's a wonderful memory and a wonderful connection with the, the, the Ford family themselves. So look, uh, you're heading into uh, November, December, but a busy time ahead, Nicky, with the January plates uh, coming soon. Yeah, traditionally this is our busy time, our pre-sale time, and uh, albeit stocks being limited, we, we we know what we have to sell, and you know what I mean. We're very busy, you know, uh, concluding deals for 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 the January registration, and you know it's on, onwards and upwards. You know, will there be a, fest, a fiesta still knocking about if anyone wanted one? Oh yeah, right up until the end of next year. There you go. We're not producing them in the summer, so we we we'll have supply right up to you know this time next year. You know, but uh, no, we we'll have Fiesta on, on the floor for sale in, in January, and we Fiesta here at the moment. So I mean, it's there is the right time to get one because the specification of them is so high at the moment, mm. and they're so competitively priced. You know, I mean, yes. it's just it's a great one. There you are. It's not quite gone yet, Nikki. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Sherry. Take care. That's Nicky Smith there from N. Smith & Sons, main four dealers on the North Road in Drogheda. Still a little life left in the Fiesta yet. Plenty of life left in late lunch because tomorrow afternoon on the show, I'll be joined by Sandra Finnegan, Winter Sun, Christmas Market, Ski Holidays and more. We can all dream. Alice Taylor is with me. I just love her. She's the Diane of authors, isn't she? Nicky Kyle's in the garden. David Sheehan does the sport. Comedy, TV team, 
Artist of the Week. Can we do it? Yes, we can. From 1.30 to 3.30. Thanks to Brian Farley. I couldn't do it without him today. Thank you, Brian. Ed Sheeran seeing us out. Eddie Caffrey on the way. See you for the final late lunch tomorrow, 1.30. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.